Welcome to An American's Guide to Bollywood, where today we're talking about Padmavat, the historical drama about the legendary queen Padmavati and the Sultan of Delhi who tries to steal her away. Hi, I'm Rose. I'm Hannah. And this is the last in our historical epic series. And it's a little bit late uh, because we are now plus one baby. Yeah. So congratulations, Hannah. Thank you. And thank you, listeners, for putting up with the delay. So this is a Sanjay Leela Bansali film. So it is beautiful. Oh my gosh, so beautiful. It's also kind of based on an epic poem. And there's many similarities between it, but it's not exactly the same as the poem. Like, right. there's things that have been added or changed or exaggerated, like Ranveer Singh's entire role. Right. But, well, and there's a bunch of versions of this. Yeah, but this story. is also history in the way Amadeus is history. Like, right. there were two people named Amadeus and Saliari who were both musicians, and that's it. Like, it's kind of the same with this. Right. These two kings actually existed. Padmavati is a legendary queen. Right. And one king, you know, the Rajputs were attacked and taken over. Right. The difference is nobody still has incredibly strong uh, cultural feelings about Salieri and Amadeus. Yes. And so nobody uh, would attack a movie set. Over this and try to get the film banned. And yes, these Indians are passionate people that have many strong feelings about a lot of historical events. Yeah. And I think that my experience of watching this movie was enhanced by having absolutely no cultural ties to these ideas. Agreed. Um, Because you could just look at it as like, oh, he's a horrifying villain. But I didn't even think about the fact that he was a Muslim ruler being portrayed as a horrifying psychopath. It really did not occur to me. Um, right, because I knew that there was actually some guy who was a Muslim guy who attacked the Rajputs. And in this story, the Rajputs are the heroes. So, of course, the Muslim guy is just the worst. Right. Also, this story isn't really meant to be a historical narrative. And it does not come off that way. No, this is clearly an allegory. Right. Ramveer Singh's character, who does such an amazing job as a villain. Oh, he's so, so wonderful. good in this. And, by the way, this is how I know that India does have access to good wigs. They just <laughs> confusingly choose not to use them many times. His hair looked very luxurious. But his character clearly represents unchecked desire For in sure. all things. It was so unsubtle. He, he literally said it multiple times himself. Yeah, whereas the Rajput king is so bound up by tradition Mm -hmm. and honor that he... Makes a lot of stupid choices. Exactly. Whereas Padmavat is clearly the one who's very wise and able to make decisions that, you know, take into account all things. Exactly. So it's it's not really meant to be an accurate historical movie as much as it's meant (laughs) to comment on your way of thinking and living your life. Right, and so it seems like it was a really big deal. This was only shown in 70% of movie theaters in India, and a lot of the places that were even showing it didn't have the posters up for it. 
And which is a shame because this was an amazing movie. I know. And the um, Supreme Court of India had to rule on like, no, you can't ban this. We, we can't. You can't legislatively ban this movie. Freedom of speech still in the states. It may have been based on the ending, which we'll talk about later, which is another one of these issues that is different for us as Americans because we don't live in a culture where the ending... Nothing like that ever was codified in Western cultures. Yeah, so, and that's why really, like, for us, a lot of the things that uh, Indians complained about it, we don't have an issue with here. Right. So, so one of the things I do know that I read about was the Rajput said, a Rajput queen never dances for anybody. Well, I have to say, that would never have even occurred to me as a problem. No, but I think they were really upset about it. And that's, again, like a thing that culturally doesn't translate at all. So for us to hear that, it's kind of crazy. But um, yeah, I mean, in the movie, they do say she would, she'll only dance for her husband or she only... Yeah, only so her husband was, could be there, but I, don't I thought really... I, I thought that just meant only a man, as far as men go, only her husband could watch her. And then I thought, yeah, maybe, of course there were swarms of women. Maybe so everybody else watching was just a woman. I don't know. Yeah, but I it's clearly bound up in her honor, even still, yeah. which is pretty amazing to have such an enduring tradition. But that dance was amazing. Yes, it was. I mean, all of the okay, well. Not all of the musical numbers, but most of the musical numbers were really amazing. And, of course, this is all added. Like, this movie has such amazing acting, Mm -hmm. such amazing visuals, and such amazing music and all that. And, really, the visuals just work to enhance the acting so much that he really thought about how to use the visuals to their best advantage to highlight what was going on in the scene. Mm-hmm. And I think this really speaks to his skill as a director, um, that he's really just been getting better as he's been making movies. And you can see it as he goes along. They'll scan through a scene, and I'm just like, I want to live there. Yeah. This palace, is, palace garden is so beautiful. Wouldn't hurt if Shahid Kapoor was there also. <laughs> He's looking good in this movie. Even with his mustache. Yeah. Yeah. And this was a really good movie for him, too. I find him a very inconsistent actor. It really depends on the part he's in mm-hmm. for whether I like him or not. But in this movie, he was very good. Yeah, he was. And Deepika has already shown us that she's great in historical movies, as we know from Bajira Mastani. But I feel like she had so much more personality in this one. She absolutely did. She was really good. And Ranveer Singh, I don't think I've ever seen him in a part like this. A lot of the time he plays, you know, the charming yeah. love interest. Or even just, you know, a brooding hero. But this right, was so just was... nuts. Yeah, oh my goodness. He, he was in it to win it. Oh yeah. Just an absolute psycho. But the kind that you love to hate? Because he's so egotistical. Mm-hmm. I mean, and... And really, dramatic. Yes, so dramatic. so dramatic. And so single-minded, too. I mean, it's obvious that this couldn't have been, like, how the Sultan actually was, because he wouldn't have been able to rule a country with a personality no. like this. Nobody, nobody could. He was apparently... I, I read that he was apparently kind of beloved, and yeah. he was nothing like this. 
And so that was the other thing that people were mad about. It wasn't just they portrayed a Muslim ruler this way. It was they took a Muslim ruler that was actually pretty great and everyone liked and then did this. Right. Which I have to say, again, is kind of like Amadeus of Salieri was supposedly, you know, pretty, pretty all right guy. Yeah, cool guy. Not he, of course, since he was just a composer, people didn't have a passionate interest in him. But right. even in the poem, he's not as crazy as this. Yeah. So this was really, but I, I, I think it really worked in this movie, and I also think it kind of explains what they did with the slave character, his male slave Malik Kafur, if mm-hmm. you say it that way. <laughs> Because, of course, he was actually his general in real life. But in oh, this, he's... He? Yeah. Oh, gosh. He was, a, he was a slave general. Okay. But in this, he is... Oh, this poor guy. Uh, they should have made some... Obsessed like, with Like, reparations to this guy's, ancest- uh, this guy's uh, descendants because, yeah. good lord, he was portrayed as, like, another psychopath. Yeah. Who also was in love with... The Sultan. The Sultan. Yeah, super duper was. Uh, interestingly, if you remember Nirja? Yes. The movie about the, the terrorists on the plane? Mm-hmm. This guy who played Malik Kafur, he was the really angry terrorist on the plane. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. Well, here's, here's the deal. In this one, he looked like he was about 15. <laughs> His face just looked so, like, his face doesn't have any lines on it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow, he's really kind of weird looking. Yeah, this was made after Nirja, so. Weird. Yeah. So he did a really great job, because he's unrecognizable. Yeah. And he was good. He was really good, and I think it works with the character of the Sultan that they built, because he's the type of person that would surround himself by people that were equally as obsessed with him. Oh, absolutely. And as crazy um, as long as they followed his right. uh, vision exactly. And a lot of these parts would have been really easy to overplay. The slave, the sultan, everybody could have been just done up to a ridiculous point. But it always veered into the dramatic in a good way. Yeah, which is crazy because they did get real dramatic. They like, did. But they never did cross that line. Yeah. Which is clearly another thing that Sanjay Lila Bansali controlled on the set. Because mm-hmm. I think as an actor, it can be hard to tell. Especially if you're Ranveer Singh, apparently. He sounds like a real Christian Bale. Uh, oh, is he? Well, and by that, I mean a crazy method actor. Right. So I was reading that he like locked himself in his apartment for three weeks to get into this role and... It was a lot. And I mean, I, whatever works for that, you, I guess. Inhabiting that role? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, it kind of sounds like the way Heath Ledger kind of had to play the Joker. The Joker, yeah. Luckily, he's not playing the role anymore, and he survived all right. Exactly. So. Good for And him. it is funny, because even though Ranveer Singh and Deepika are married, they didn't have any scenes together. Yeah, because the whole point is that he, like, he wants to see Padmavat. And to see mm-hmm. if she's as beautiful as... Because he wants to possess her, but... Right. He first wants to, like, see her and make sure she's worth possessing, and he can't even do that. Yeah, and this is... I mean, this is how nuts he is. He just has to hear from someone that she's that beautiful, and he's willing to wage a crazy long war yeah. over this. Yeah. Um... 
So we talked a little bit about the music. I just want to mm-hmm. say that my least favorite song, so many of the songs were quite good. My least favorite song is the one where the Sultan is being serenaded in his bath. Oh, I forgot about that. That's weird. That was The weird. song didn't even sound like it came from the same movie as the rest of them. It was no. too modern sounding. Yeah, it was really modern sounding. It was a really odd choice. Yeah. And I it really blocked took me out of out. Yeah, it really took me out of the rest of the movie. I feel like it was the weakest point in the entire film. <laughs> yeah, well, you didn't love Ranveer Singh's bath dancing? <laughs> well, I always love Ranveer Singh dancing in the bath, but... Right. The song he's itself. Actually, was, also, he's a really good dancer. He is, yeah. yeah. He does a good job in this mm-hmm. movie, too. Yeah. And I just watched um, another movie with him where he showed off that he can dance. He's a triple threat. Well, no, he can't sing. Probably. And they do make sure to tell you at the beginning of the movie that no animals were harmed in the making of this movie. Not surprised. Some of them are egregiously fake. <laughs> I know, I always think it's funny when they say that, and I'm like, I don't even think any animals were on the set of this movie. Yeah, like, so those the horses were real, and maybe the elephants were real, but that ostrich at the beginning was <laughs> not real. He popped right out of a computer. I just... You know, they, they'll get the motions and stuff that look like an ostrich, but they just can't do the final finishing thing. That's so often the case with Indian movies, which is hilarious because the Indians are doing a lot of the graphics for American movies. I know. I guess they're just like, we don't have that kind of budget. Just do what you can. And honestly, long term, what's the point of that? It's going to... Do you know what that's going to look like in 20 years? Yeah. Horrible. You might as well just have like a cardboard ostrich on set. <laughs> And this is the thing where you really just, I'm sure Bonsali listens to this podcast. <laughs> of course. So I have to ask, please just do, if you have to do something like that, at least do an animatronic thing. It's going to age better. <laughs> I don't know, man. I've seen uh, some of those Harryhausen movies. Okay. But what about Jurassic Park? Well, hmm. Those have aged something pretty Something to consider. Well. Yeah. Jaws. Well, Jaws, actually, the the shark looked terrible, and that's why you see so little of it in the movie. The editor and the director spent a lot of time arguing over how much should be shown. Okay. Spielberg wanted more. The editor wanted um, basically nothing because okay. it looked so bad. In that case, <laughs> it's a lesson to, you can admit that your animal looks bad <laughs> and do something about it. Oh, goodness. It, it looks fine. I mean, it won't age as well as, you know more realistic-looking animation. But, I mean, yeah. this was the same thing that Bahu Bali had, and it's, all of these movies do this. It's true, and it doesn't mean I'm not going to watch these movies. Yeah, it is a little jarring, because I'm not used to seeing animation of that quality. Because yeah. that's the type of animation we would see in movies, like, 10, 15 years ago here. Yeah. Or, like, for a really poorly funded children's movie. Yeah. I mean, these days, yeah. These days, yeah. Anyway. He did his best, though. I mean, presumably. (laughs) It was a pretty high-budget movie. Surely they did their best. Yeah. And everything else looked amazing. That was a, um, two weeks before it it, uh, premiered, they were like, oh, we forgot to do the ostrich. (laughs) Oh, goodness. But it is a really amazing movie, and I would recommend it to anyone. Oh, my gosh, it's really good. Oh, also, the, uh... The guru that leaves Chitor Uh and swears revenge upon them, he, I guess not a lot of people are going to know who this even is, but he was like an Indian Brad Darif. 
who, if you've seen the Lord of the Rings movies, he was Wormtongue. <laughs> and he kind of even plays a similar character. Yeah, he does. And there's actually a scene with him that I found really funny. We'll talk about it after the, the break. But mostly I was just like, what were you expecting, buddy? Same. I know exactly what she's talking <laughs> yeah. about. And I was like, wow, you are a dummy. Yeah, so we'll take our interval and then spoilers after the break. <laughs> So yeah, obviously the scene is when one of the conditions asks for his head. It's and like, oh, we can't do that. He's like, ha, ha, ha. He's laughing. He's like, well, that's impossible. I'm like, this dude's a psycho. What did you think was going to happen? I He's, He took his army for six months and sat in the desert staring at a wall. Hadn't even seen her. Yeah. What did you think he was going to do? And instantly. He's like, agreed. He's like, oh, yep, no problem. That was one of those really well shot scenes because it's all, if I remember correctly, it's all one shot and it's just... Ron yes. Singh walking back and forth framed in the center of the shot and everything in the background frames him in the center. So he's really the focus. And mm-hmm. you can you know that the whole shot was set up so that he can walk right up to the camera at the end and say, yep. agreed. agreed. <laughs> the crazy look on his face. Yeah, I really love that shot. Um, yeah. Like I said, so much of this was really well thought out, which is so rare. I mean, not that people aren't don't shoot their movies well. But the level of thought that was put into the visuals on this is really unusual and something I really appreciate in a director. Yeah. So obviously the other big thing is the ending. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about the ending? So while I was watching it, they had already kind of eased you into the idea of it by having the old woman mention it earlier. Well, in the disclaimer at the beginning, <clears throat> that the movie does not endorse Saucy. Yes. Yes. Um, but when you watch it the way that you're, you're kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, it's, they bested him. Wow, good for them. But then you think about it and you're like, oh, that's terrible, though. I was thinking about it, and for me, it's really strange that there's still, and I get that this is part of the story, so it's not like they wrote it in and they were like, yeah, let's have this happen. But mm-hmm. it's weird that there's still part of the Indian psyche that's like, yes, that was good for her to do that. See, I actually liked the ending of this, and I thought it I really liked worked. It. I liked it too, but I, thinking about it afterwards, I was like, that's interesting that this would even be a thing that was like, yes, that was still the best option. I think in her situation, though, the way the movie is set up, there really was no other option for her. I mean, yeah, especially as the queen... Mm-hmm. This idea that you have to win at all costs because she wasn't doing it. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't endorse anyone doing what she did, right? So this is a story. I'm not saying that people <laughs> should self-immolate as a way to solve situations. But as a story... Oh, I'm going to dig up all your old tweets where you're <laughs> endorsing it. Joke's on you. I don't have a Twitter. So, um... This was really the only option that was left for her as a way to win, to make sure that... Her, her husband and the other people that died 
in this conflict, it wasn't in vain. Right. Because the only way to defeat him... Was to keep her out of his hands forever. Yes, was to remove the prize. Mm-hmm. And in that sense, like, what she did really was an ultimate victory and a self-sacrifice that she did for her people. Yeah. Just as a way of giving them victory. Because, of course, these are the Rajputs who, at least in this movie and in any other movie I've seen, are portrayed as being, like, hardcore warrior people. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Even even now when people mention being Rajput, yeah, yeah. they that's what they're talking about. I mean, I'm not an expert, but everything Bollywood has given me has led me to believe that these mm-hmm. Rajputs are crazy. Crazy hardcore. Yes. Well, that's why uh, Sanjay Leela Bansali was attacked on set. Yeah. And also, when you think about the way this conflict would have ended, and I imagine a lot of conflicts did end at the time, even in real life, mm-hmm. what would have been left for the women would have been awful. Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, you might as well chuck yourself into a fire, especially with this guy running the army. Yeah, because he would have protected Padmavat because he protected all of his prized possessions, including his birds, that he decided to bring with him on a conquest. I mean, that was really on you, buddy. But he he wouldn't have protected any of the other women, and he wouldn't have cared what happened to them. Mm -mm. And of course, she would have become a slave. And in a sense, her lot, even as a slave, would have been the best for any of them, just because she still would have been alive and relatively protected. Yeah, but you get to see what her life would have been with his first wife. Yes. Who was a character I really liked in this. Me too. It was funny to me when she she went out to meet Padmavat, and she's like, oh, wow, you really are beautiful. And I'm like, uh, you look in the mirror, lady. You're beautiful. I don't know that I could say one of you is more beautiful than the other one. Yeah, both stunningly spectacular women. Yeah. Whose outfits were, again, amazing. And Deepika looks so good in... She really did. Historical stuff and in these costumes. Yeah. Yeah, and I also liked her, the first wife's comment of when she's helping them escape. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing this to prevent my husband from uh, from committing a terrible sin. Yeah. Uh, That was a really interesting sentiment that I I liked a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. Because she has no loyalty to her husband. I mean, her husband's killed her father, treated her terribly. But there's still this responsibility of being tied to someone where you you have a, some sort of moral obligation to do what you can. Yeah, and um, I think it was also about him being, you know, what she said was my sultan. Yeah. And so that dishonors Delhi when he does that in that capacity. And I think it's a movie where there's a lot you can talk about with the decisions the characters made and also what the characters represent. Mm-hmm. Because even a lot of the side characters kind of present interesting snapshots of humanity. Like, the Rajput King's first wife. Yes. Who is extraordinarily selfish. And yeah, and kind of a real stick in the mud also. Yeah. And for all of these characters, they really get they really get their karma in the end. Because, like, she sends them off, like, you have to get these pearls for me that you gave away. And the pearls we were given on my wedding day. And, right. And, of course, she comes back with a wife, another wife. So, I mean... Who's prettier than her. Right. So, all of these people get their comeuppance in the end, in mm-hmm. some form or another. But also the the priest. Ye- the guru. Guru. Yeah. Whatever they call him. Uh, who is wise and is able to test Padmavat 
to see if she'll be a good queen, but at the same time has so many flaws himself. And yeah, he is able to execute an amazing revenge on Chitor, Mm -hmm. but then look where it got him, because he couldn't see far enough past his own revenge, even though he should have been able to. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And for the Sultan, it says in the movie that this was the first, the, the greatest defeat of his life, and you can see... I mean, again, obviously this is a story and not a historical representation of this man's life, but it's really obvious from his reaction that this is the first time he's ever failed at anything in a way that can't be made up and that he can't punish anyone but himself for. Yeah, again, Ranveer Singh, that last scene, he did it so well. And his devastation when the doors are closed. Uh Uh-huh. And the whole time his face when he's running to try to get there. Yeah. He realized what's happening. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just so so well done. Such a well done movie. I really feel like I would show it to anyone. Oh, yeah. You don't need to understand this cultural stuff to understand this movie. Yeah, this definitely is a beginner really movie would be fine. Basic, this person wants this thing, and these people's honor is bound up in him not having it. Yeah. And I would say probably teenagers, just because of the self immolation. Yes, and And also beheading, and, like, there's a lot of this guy just being, you know, indiscriminate murder. Yeah, just a little nuts. A lot of, I have a gift for you. It's a stab in the back. (laughs) Yeah. Very good. I'm very glad we watched it. I had not seen it before. Yes. Oh, such a good movie. Anyway. the So now it's time to start a new series. Mm -hmm. We had a request, Indian Movies Set in America, which we will do after this series we had planned. Yes. Just so you know, (laughs) it's coming up. It's going to be awesome. There are some movies that have been set in America that are are interesting, to say the least. Uh, Some that are quite good, and some that are an interesting interpretation of the way America works. And some that assume that Americans know a lot more about Indian things than they really do. Oh my gosh. I... Yeah, I think a lot of them assume (laughs) that we know more about Indian things. Guess what? Overall, you can assume nothing. That people (gasps) know nothing. Yeah, it's, yeah. So, our next movie, though, are revenge movies. Mm Mm-hmm. Just in time for the holiday season. Ooh. So, first up is Mom. Sri Devi's revenge movie. Yes. She's very good in it. Yeah, and I don't think we've seen a Shri Devi movie, Mm-mm. so that will be fun. She's an excellent actress. Mm-hmm. It's about, surprise, surprise, a mom taking revenge yep. for her, for her child. Her, for her stepdaughter. Yes, which is also interesting. Mm-hmm. So then we will be doing Kabil, I'm going to say. I have no idea if I'm doing that right. It's hard to know how to pronounce a double A. I know, I don't know how to do it. But good, that's been on my list, actually. Yeah, so Rithik Roshan is blind. Yep. That's all you need to know. He's a blind (laughs) man getting revenge for his blind wife. I love it. Yeah, it had me at blind. Yeah. (laughs) You had me at Rithik Roshan. (laughs) Well, true, okay. You had me at two things. One was Rithik Roshan and the other was blind. (laughs) Yeah. So then we'll be... Karan Arjun. I'm, again, just assuming this you say that. Probably Arjun. So... Not as many French J's. <laughs> I can't help it. It's all French to I me. I know. Mom's the same way. Yeah. I, y- y'all are never not going to say Ajay Devgan. Oh, right. I know. It's Ajay. Ajay. <laughs> uh, it's fine. Anyway, 
That is a 1995 Shah Rukh Khan, Salman Khan revenge movie that includes reincarnation. Nice. And a Kali temple. Ooh. And is really surprisingly good. I really enjoy it. Wow. For such an early movie. Yeah. Next up will be Agnapath. Both the original and the remake. The first one starring Amitabh Bakchan. And the second starring Rithik Roshan. Again. Nice. Can never get enough. And Priyanka Chopra is also in the second one. Good. And then we will end with Ek Hasina Tai, which stars Saif Ali Khan. Ooh. And is a neo-noir movie by a director whose work I greatly enjoy. Not because it's always pleasant, but because it's always well done and interesting. Nice. I do. I don't know how much of a recommendation that is, but if you're that type of movie watcher, this one's for you. We'll find out. So next time, again, it will be Mom, which is available on Netflix. So we'll see you next time on An American's Guide to Bollywood. For more of An American's Guide to Bollywood, go to guidetobollywood.com. To contact us, write us at moreismorepodcast at gmail.com.